Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined by my brother, co-host, and partner in stupidity, Holden. Hello. This week, we are covering Tom Segura's 2018 special, Disgraceful. But before we get into that... Available on Netflix. Available on Netflix. Uh, But before we get into that, Holden, what is your current hyperfixation? You ever hear of a guy named Maddie Matheson? fucking love Maddie Matheson. For those of you who don't know, Maddie Matheson is a uh, a chef. He's from Canada. Uh, he's... Uh, Jesus Christ. Let me... Um, is this another Sleepy Boys episode? I'm gonna try and make it not that sleepy. Also, yesterday I struggled to string a sentence together and I don't want that to be the problem today as well. For those of you that don't know, Maddie Matheson is a uh, Canadian chef. He owned a restaurant called Parts and Labor. He has a whole checkered, not checkered, peppered. He has a very peppered existence. <laughs> um, and about 2014, 2015, he started doing videos for Vice, Vice Munchies. And he just kind of soared from there. So he's wildly successful now. He's um, also a fucking wild man. He's also insane. If you look up a picture of him, he looks crazy. He's got he's tattooed tattooed the fuck up. I think he has like no more free space at all except for like legit his face, but he also has some tattoos that like kind of are on his face. Um he's my goddamn hero. He is a fucking madman. He is so funny. He's hilarious. He is an executive producer on FX's The Bear, which is the only television show that came out in 2022 that I watched in 2022. And even if I watched other shows that did come out in 2022, that'd be my top show for 2022. It It, it is the top of my list because it's the only thing on my list, but <laughs> that means it's also the bottom of your list. No, it well, is the list. Then, Just, it is, then it is the top, the bottom, and everything in between. Yeah. But the, So the bottom of that list isn't even bad. Yeah. We've gotten off track. <laughs> um, but he has so many shows. I'd recommend um, It's Supper Time. That's on Vice. There's Maddie's actual show. Uh, he has a few shows. He has, like, Homestyle Cookery, where he goes through one of his cookbooks and does, like, videos for the recipes. He has two cookbooks, Maddie Matheson, a cookbook, and Homestyle Cookery. Um, he has Just a Dash on his channel. That is one of my favorite shows because it is so unhinged. Yeah, it's where he's really able to let loose and just be a fucking complete crazy person. Yeah, and then there's Cooking Something, which is like, that's a little bit different. Also, whoever edits Just a Dash absolute fucking champion because that show the editing i think is what makes that show anyway how about some context griffin how about some context how about that context that is not the person we are talking about that is a different person entirely that is uh he's been active since 2001 uh his very first special was live at gotham in 2007 uh, but including that, two other ones that were on television, uh, he has about, uh, nine specials, three on television, 
two albums and four Netflix comedy specials. Mm -hmm. Disgraceful is his second most recent one. His most recent is Ball Hog in 2020. Mm -hmm. So. So. What were your thoughts on this one? Because I've seen this one before. I have overall mixed to negative feelings. Yeah. Okay. Because here's the thing. I don't think he's a bad comedian. No. I don't think he's not funny. But just the the things that he talked about and the way he talked about them kind of lost me right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't able to get me back. Mm-hmm. He can tell a good story. And like I did still laugh. And I did... If It's almost like when we covered Richard Pryor. And uh, we talked about his uh, his kind of anti-Chinese stuff that happened. I don't know. Like, it was just really kind of uncomfortable and really put me off. But Richard Pryor ended up getting me back. I don't know. This It's not terrible, but there's some, there's there's some, some content if, stuff that there's is... There's some iffy stuff in there. Iffy to say to be, to be charitable. Charitable. Charitable? Charitable about it. Good job. Um, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> see, so... I also have mixed feelings about this one. Because the parts that are funny and are good, I think are really solid. Mm-hmm. The parts yeah. that don't really get me aren't really that good. You know? Like... My problem is, like, the same problem I have with people who do, you know, like, shot comedy in that kind of way, which is it's just boring. It's easy. I'm bored. You've bored me. But, you know, that that's kind of where I'm at with that kind of stuff. Like, it's really, like, yes, these these, like, offensive jokes, whether they be about, you know, disabilities or... Um, sorry, my brain stopped. Whether they be about like disabilities or racism stuff or racism stuff, if they're racist jokes or like just offensive jokes in general, um, you know, there still is that like underlying like I don't want to say outrage because that's not the right word, but like you know, like the oh he shouldn't say that that's offensive. But at this point, like, it's so... I'm not, like, defending it in any way, shape, or form, of course. Um, at this point, it's so common that I'm just, like... It's such, it, my main issue... Not my main issue. But the issue that I'll harp on on the show a lot is that it's boring. Mm-hmm. It's not entertaining. Yeah. And that's know. their fucking job. Yeah. there There's only, you know, so much we can say if we want to keep the mood... Uh, pretty light light on this show about you know offensive content um but that than, is getting increasingly difficult yeah with with the more that we do this show yeah because you know especially if we're talking about someone like Andrew Dice Clay where the offensive content is the entire content of the show um it gets hard to talk about and you know we're not eloquent enough nor are we really qualified enough to say anything other than that's fucked up and that's not okay, uh, which is I mean, you I know, could, the I, bare minimum. I, 
can tell you why it's fucked up. I can yeah. tell you how it fucks with these communities, but but at the same time, this is this is not a TED talk. Yeah, and, this and, is a small soapbox for me to get up on and say, I think your comedy is bad. Not a larger soapbox for me to get up on and say, what you did was hurtful to a marginalized community. Right. You know, and you know, it's not entirely our place to say. So things. we're gonna try and do our job of being entertainers and entertain <laughs> you while we talk about this. Um, and that's the thing too, is like with comedy, and we've talked about this before is that comedians are entertainers mm-hmm. and some people will say, Oh, you know, Oh, I'm not a comedian. I'm not a, I'm not an entertainer. I'm a truth teller. It's my job to tell the truth as a comedian. It's cough, like, cough, Adam Carolla, cough, cough. It's fucking not. Most of what people take onto stage is not the fucking truth. Because the truth very rarely makes for bit, for good comedy. You know, I could tell a story about a shift I worked yesterday and... Give it a little embellishment. For yeah, I can embellish. I can, I can have a, a bad interaction with a customer, but I can embellish it to make that customer look like more of an asshole or make me look like more of an asshole to make it funnier. So at the end of the day, you know... That's what a comedian's job is, is to be funny, yeah. is and to I, entertain. I, 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 I personally think that, you know, comedians should speak truth to power and punch up. But a lot of a lot of comedians think they're doing that when really they're just reinforcing old bad ideas and bad, 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 bad. And picking on people who are marginalized and punching down. But... I had a bigger point with that. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're here to tell jokes and make us laugh. Yeah, so the way the way I see this special is very much so... So, if we want to, like, continue with... I'm going to use a little a little analogy. So, um, Tom Segura is, is a sandwich artist at Subway. And we ask him to make us a bunch of subs. Mm-hmm. Now... He makes a ton of subs, and most of them are really good, and they're they're all well made. But a few of them have human shit in them. <laughs> so, you know, he failed to make those sandwiches good because he put human shit in them, where the other sandwiches are good because they have regular sandwich things in them. So what I'm saying is that. Tom Segura makes bad sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Probably. <laughs> but, like, does that... I feel like that analogy is very stupid, but also, It was... In, what are you fucking talking about? It was incredibly stupid. What? You didn't think that the analogy where I compare comedy to making sandwiches and and bad comedy is shit sandwiches? You it, think that's not fucking deep philosophical <laughs> stuff, Griffin? It makes... I'm a modern Aristotle, bitch. It makes sense... It makes sense, but just because an analogy makes sense doesn't mean it's a good one. I get where you're coming from. I understand what you're trying to say. You're just an insane person. <laughs> oh, man. I You know, I do. I stand by what I said, though. It's fucking more power to you, my and, dude. And that honestly, that's the best way I could sum it up is like. He 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 did his job a lot in this thing, and sometimes he was bad at it, and sometimes he was pretty good at it. I don't know. Okay, so expanding on that analogy a little bit, if you make a, a sandwich with human shit, 
I don't know if that means you're bad at making sandwiches because you arguably you made a good sandwich. It's just that the ingredient is human shit. Yeah. That's actually, yeah, when you look into it, Griffin, the analogy actually kind of works. I did not say the analogy. Whatever. Whatever. I I don't want to argue about this stupid fucking analogy. It's an incredibly deep and philosophical analogy about human shit. You are approximately 15 feet away from me. I could jump over this fucking, I'd knock my mic over and smack the shit out of you. I mean, you could, but then you'd have a broken mic. You know, that's fair. This thing was expensive. Yeah. But anyway... And you're too far from me to do this to you. Oh, God, he has one, too. Why don't we just lower our Nerf guns, Griffin? So I have a little mini Nerf gun I keep on my desk, and I just aimed it at Griffin. And he, yeah. It's and I, I'm surprisingly accurate. Of our entire show so yeah, far. I'm surprisingly accurate with shooting Griffin in the eye because <laughs> we were playing board games a few weeks ago. Oh my god! And I shot him in the fucking eye. Fucking eye again. Yeah, and he was really mad, and it was really fucking funny. You fucking shot me in the eye again. I can't believe you fucking did that. Anyway, so I think. To, to bring that analogy back around, I do think that, at the end of the day, Tom Segura is a competent comedian. And he did... I didn't laugh a whole lot, but he did tell jokes that had good structure and good timing and were funny. I just didn't love this special specifically overall because, like I said, he lost me and, it was, and he didn't get me back. But... Mm-hmm. I could see someone who's a little more tolerant of those kind of things not being turned off. Uh, you know, if you if you're not a special snowflake like we are, um, speak for yourself, bitch. I like this special. <laughs> uh, like is a strong word. I enjoyed the jokes that I found funny. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the jokes that I found funny as well. But it, you know, so it, why don't you what, speak what, for yourself, you fucking snowflake? <laughs> what personally, when I'm put off of a comedian it's hard for them to get me back and i feel like that's he kind of kept doubling down in some senses yeah that's i feel like he wasn't funny enough to really get me get me back Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not a bad comedian but not enough of my cup of tea not like richard pryor where he could do something tasteless offensive questionable whatever you want to call it and get me back he just kind of kept and but you know, the boundary, he wasn't pushing the right boundaries. He was just kind of farting out, making shit sandwiches. Yeah. Anything else you want to say or do you want to move on? Let's move on. Okay. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break and uh, then. Ads. <laughs> Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. <laughs> My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast, and he can't figure it out. Like, he's never heard of Anchor. (laughs) Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. 
Hi, I'm Milo. I'm an executive producer at Biopunk Media and the producer of Funny Stuff, the podcast you're currently listening to. Griffin and Holden are not just some of my closest friends. They're more like my brothers at this point, and I want to do everything I can to make sure that the art that they make gets seen. So, with that said, Apple and Spotify care a lot about ratings and reviews for new podcasts. It tells them that people are enjoying the show, and also it tells the app to recommend funny stuff to new listeners. Please, please, please take a quick moment to just like and review Funny Stuff. I can't overstate how much it helps our boys. Also, recommend Funny Stuff to your friends, your family, your mailman, your dog. There's a little bit of something in this show for everyone. Funny Stuff is still very new, and word of mouth is the best advertising there is. Last but not least, check out our new website. You can find it linked in the description of this episode or at biopunkmedia.card.co. Card is spelled with two R's. That's biopunkmedia.card.co for social media links, episode transcripts, and all things biopunk. And that covers it. Drink water today. If you haven't, remember that you are so loved, at least by me and probably the boys too. And enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back. That's me in the corner. That's me in a cock fight losing to a pigeon <laughs> now we're back <laughs> so holden what was your least favorite bit i mean there were a few in there that i think like weren't really good i don't know if i'd particularly say i have a least favorite one mm-hmm. um you know the old standard like oh yeah the Tasteless offensive shit is, you know, the low-hanging fruit of when it comes to least favorite. Right. But he did have a couple that were, uh, that were pretty bad. Yeah, he didn't dwell on them for that long, I, th- I feel. And two, was, my, my least favorite bit was when he was saying just slurs. Um, but to his credit, at least that was the setup of his joke and not the punchline. Right, there is, yeah, I don't really, see, what's weird about Tom Segura is some of his bits I don't find very funny in the beginning, and then he takes them into a funny area. So, that one, where, like, yeah, he's saying, like, oh, you can't say the R-slur anymore, oh, you can't say the M-slur anymore, you can't, you can't go, oh, that's gay to something. And then you can, but it's only the... But then he he brings it into a bit where he's like, oh, you might be asking me, Tom, what words can we say? And he says, any and all white racial slurs. Go wild. And then he goes into an, a pretty funny bit, in all honesty, yeah. about the word honky. I fucking love the word honky. And apparently frog is a Yeah, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. All the other ones he said I knew. Yeah, that was one that really kind of took through me for a loop. I'm like, where the fuck does that come from? Yeah, I don't don't know about that. What was your favorite bit? (sighs) My favorite bit... My favorite bit was when he was talking about um, his friend who stood in the tunnel of the Bengals... uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Mm Mm-hmm. after they lost a home field playoff game <laughs> and he asked a bunch of players for autographs and a bunch of them were like, no. And a couple of them were f- like, fuck you. And then there was, um, I don't remember his full name, but he was Pac-Man, Pac-Man Jones. Um, I liked the bit where he was like, 
I can sum up this guy's personality. One time, he went to a strip club and a bunch of people got shot. And that happened three separate times. He is not <laughs> approachable. Um, and then he got into a phrase that I use in my day-to-day life, um, which is the tell that motherfucker I appreciate about him. I appreciate him. Um, there is some quotable shit in this special, to his credit. There's, yeah. some, there's some quotable shit, like, yeah. tell that motherfucker I appreciate him and change my diaper. Yeah, change my diaper. I've used that a few times yeah. as well. Why don't you change my diaper? <laughs> yeah, I just think that that's a pretty, uh, a pretty funny bit. That's a pretty funny story about, like, just an, a 40-year-old man waiting in a tunnel to get stuff autographed from football players. And then all of them being like, no, or fuck you. And then just getting a tell motherfucker I appreciate Tell the motherfucker I appreciate Not him. getting a, a football signed and yeah, just yeah. getting left in the lurch. Uh, what my, was yours? My favorite bit was, I don't know if it was his funniest bit, but it definitely got me the best, is he was talking about, like, letting an elevator door close on someone. <laughs> And how that's, like, one of the best feelings in the world. Right. And then, like, he goes into fucking with people at a, like, he says, like, where power is the most equal is uh, a, a parking, parking lot. lot. Yeah. I thought that was, I don't know why. That wasn't where I laughed the hardest. It wasn't his funniest stuff. But I don't know, man. I just really, really fucking liked it. I really found it funny. It just, it, it, it got me in a good place. Griffin, out of 10 motherfuckers that you appreciate, <laughs> what do you what do you give Tom Segura as disgraceful? I think I'm going to do the same thing that you did on the... I fucking see you, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking I about. I fucking see you. I don't know what you're talking about. It's Doing- disarmed. I'm doing the same thing that you did uh, one of the last times we recorded together. I'm going to give this one a question mark out of 10 mm-hmm. because I, my feelings are super mixed. I, he's not a bad comedian. I really didn't like the substance. It was hard for him to get. Will you fucking put it down? <laughs> Griffin is like traumatized. <laughs> I keep grabbing. <laughs> not to get not to get serious, but like, keep there, the there is a gun. song that I have very bad memories attached to, um, and sometimes it comes on at work, and like immediately my fight or flight response kicks in. <laughs> and every this time is, I pick up a Nerf gun, that though that was something that happened multiple times over the course of like a week or even like just time spent around two specific individuals who can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Fuck um, you two non-specific people. But like this happened twice and now I don't fucking trust anybody with a dart gun ever. You don't trust me with a dart. Gun. I don't fucking trust you at all. Cause you have a preternatural ability for hitting me in the fucking eye. Anyway, this gets a question mark out of 10 because I don't think he's a bad comedian, but I don't like his, uh, I don't like the substance of a lot of his bits. He didn't get me back, but he was funny. So my feelings are thoroughly mixed to pretty negative, like I said at the beginning of Mm -hmm. the episode. 
I give it like a six. You gonna give it a six? Yeah. Um, it made me laugh, but there were also parts of it that made me be like, you know what, this is not good. So it gets a six because I feel like I laughed a little bit more than I was like annoyed by the shitty comedy. Yeah. To to his credit, it also didn't feel like an hour. It was it was very breezy, yeah. very well paced. Yeah, um, he's not a bad comedian. He's not a bad comedian his, at all. His, well, he is a bad comedian, well, but yeah. he's also a good comedian sometimes. You know, uh, he's a very mixed comedian. He's a very mixed comedian because I don't know. He he's charming. I have very very mixed feelings about this. Hopefully, next time we cover Tom Segura, I feel less conflicted. And bad, and hopefully he just does a better job and has funnier shit to say. Well, here's hoping. So that brings us to the end of this. So that brings us to the end of talking about the special. But before we go, Griffin, let me try that again. Griffin, what funny this week? So I stumbled across a TikTok last night. Okay, and it it has fucking killed me. It starts out of this, like, I don't even know how to describe the dude, but he's, like, got that fluffy hair shaved on the sides. He's got, like, minimalist black tattoos. A fuckboy. A fuckboy, yes. He, a total fuckboy. Because he says, man, if I asked a girl for some chapstick and she just pulled me in and kissed me. And then, before he finishes the sentence, it cuts away to this dude who, like, I don't know if it looks like he slaps his hand and he jerks away and then he starts speaking Norwegian to the camera and he's just talking about like how you can't make videos like that and he just has this incredibly thick Norwegian accent <laughs> and he, he's like you can't make videos like this like don't you have if, if I if you lived in, you, you can't make videos like this in Norway if you make videos like this in Norway I will make your life a living hell. <laughs> and it's just, uh, you know, obviously it's it's hard to make a TikTok sound funny when you're explaining it, like, like Vines before it. But it is my current obsession and just the delivery on this guy and the, the thickness of his accent just come together to make something truly beautiful. Wow. That was awful. <laughs> if you want me to give Why you... Why don't we just wrap it up? Okay, fine. Let me give you something actually funny to leave off with. I got Lockjaw doing graveyard shifts to the dick-sucking factory. And all I got was Lockjaw, as previously mentioned. There, happy? No. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. We hope that you were able to laugh at us, if not laugh with us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests, or recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Put it down. Put it away, sir. Put it away. It's disarmed, okay? Holden, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter. Fucking stop it. Donut Daddy. Fucking stop I, shut it. Shut up. I'm doing my I'm doing my thing, Griffin. Shut up. You can find me on Twitter at Donut Daddy, Donut underscore Daddy. You can also find my poetry project on Instagram at Poetry Pity Party. There's underscores between 
the words, no underscore on the end. Hey, Griffin, catch. <laughs> nice try, fucker. You were saved by your pop filter. Yeah, because I fucking defended myself this time because you telegraphed it. You're also very, you're a lot more vigilant this time. And I will be back next week with Monica to cover Atsuko Okatsuka, The Intruder, which is available on HBO Max. Once again, thank you so, so, so much for listening, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. Bye-bye.